Welcome back. Now joined by Houston Texans, J.J. Watt. J.J., good morning. I was going to ask what you've been up to during quarantine, how you've been, but I already know you and your brothers, Derek and T.J., hosting your own TV show, Ultimate Tag, airing this Wednesday night on Fox, the season premiere. Tell us about it. Uh, it's a fun game. It was a chance for me and my brothers to host a show together, which was great. We got to uh, rib on each other and see who could read a teleprompter, who couldn't. Uh, but more importantly, it was a chance for us to watch these extreme athletes go out there and uh, do some incredible things. I mean, this this game has adrenaline. It has excitement. It has energy. Uh, it has injuries. It has everything. It's it's pretty wild. And these athletes are extreme. So it's a lot of fun. I think people are going to like it. JJ, we were talking off the air. I was down in Houston right after you got to Houston, right when you were exploding onto the scene, becoming the NFL's best defensive player. You still have the NFL all-time record for most sacks per game in NFL history. You're tied for the most Defensive Player of the Year awards ever. In your last five healthy seasons, 80 games, 85 sacks. The, the key word there, though, is healthy. How frustrating has it been the last half decade at this point that you work as hard as you do and you've had seasons cut short due to injury? Yeah, I mean, it's extremely frustrating. There's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, whenever you have to deal with something like that as an athlete, all you want to do is be out there with your teammates and play the game and be able to contribute and help win. And so when you can't do that, it's tough. And then the worst part of it all is having to go through the rehab process and every single day not be able to do the things you know you can do and the things you know you want to be able to do. So I've learned a lot from it. I mean, it's made me, it's forced me to grow as a human and to just learn a lot about myself. Um, would I go back and not have any of them if I could? Absolutely. But I can say that I have learned some things from it, and uh, I'm looking forward to this season and the ability to go back on the field. JJ, I have one statement and one question. The first will be the statement on behalf of my wife and our producer, St Sam Pepper. Go Badgers. Second of all, uh, we're talking about the last dance a little bit before the interview. I feel like the whole world viewed it through one lens and elite athletes view it through another lens. What were some of your takeaways as being an elite athlete with the last dance? One of my biggest takeaways was, I mean, obviously, besides the drive, the mentality, the motivation, uh, was the on-court, off-court dynamic. I mean, just comparing it to today's world. I mean, Jordan was smoking cigars in the locker room. Uh, he was playing golf with opponents the day before <laughs> finals games. He had reporters in the locker room with him, walking around with him. I mean, some of the stuff that went on off the court, uh, I don't think you can get away with in today's world. And I think that it's just that hyper-focus, hyper-sensitivity. Obviously, Michael Jordan had it back then, but it's social media in today's world. I mean, imagine if LeBron walked in smoking a cigar to a game. Like, it would just, it would, the, Twitter's head would explode. Uh, it's just, it's a different world. And I think that that's the biggest dynamic for me. And also, it's one that I kind of take away as an elite athlete thinking, man, this guy dominated the whole world in basketball while smoking cigars, drinking scotch, playing golf the day before games. Maybe you can loosen up just a little bit. And uh, as long as you do your work, you can have that fun as well. And also back in Jordan's era, five guys would deliver you a pizza. Now today it's just one. So times have really changed. Uh, <laughs> JJ, let's look at the schedule. So. Uh, week one, you travel to Kansas City, you take on the Chiefs, and then week two, you guys host the Ravens. Which quarterback is more appetizing to you, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? Who's a little harder to game plan for? 
Uh, it's always the first one. So, I mean, we're going with the Chiefs first. They, they had two different, obviously, teams in general. Um, last year, I got to play against the Chiefs, obviously, and I didn't get a chance to play in the game against the Ravens. So, I'm looking forward to both of those opportunities. And it's a chance right out of the gate to find out what you got. And we really look forward to that. I mean, if you're going to go out, if you're going to come out of the season hot, hot, you might as well come out against two of the best teams in the league and stack yourself up against them. And I think we're really looking forward to that challenge. And then even more so week three, uh, the Steelers and playing against my brothers, looking forward to that opportunity as well. JJ, I understand you're a player, not a GM. You've said, you know, things are above your pay grade. I think you're the highest paid player in the history of the team. So I don't know if anything's above your pay grade, but we understand what you mean. Uh, but when you lose a friend, when, when Nuke gets traded away, not only a friend, but one of the best players on the team, What's the immediate reaction to it? I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, he's an unbelievable player. I've said I believe he has the best hands in the game. The guy can catch literally anything that you throw his way. Um, but I think the one thing that you people don't realize when you're talking publicly, they want you to say all these things. I think that people have to realize that not only did we trade away a guy who's a friend, a teammate who's been with me for years, but you're also bringing in new guys in a trade that – if you go out in public and you say all these things, you say, oh, we want that guy. We, why did we lose that guy? Well, at the exact same time, you're telling these brand new teammates that you're bringing in, we're mad that you're here. And so it's just, that's not how the world works. You can't, you can't operate like that as an athlete. No matter how much I do want DeAndre here and I wish that he was here, I also am excited about the new guys that we have and looking forward to have them on the team. So anybody who wants me to come out and say all these negative things or anything, I'm not going to do it. Um, do I think DeAndre is an unbelievable player? And do I, am I going to miss watching him make circus catches every week? Yes. Another former teammate, Jadavian Clowney, played with him for five years, still a free agent. Are you surprised that he's still on the market and available to teams? He'll find a team. He'll find an opportunity and he'll go out there and he'll wreak havoc like he does. Uh, he's a great player. He, he makes a lot of things happen and uh, he'll find a team. No problem. All right, Clowney's still on the market. You know who's not on the market? J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt got married this year. J.J. Watt also hosted SNL this year. It has been quite a first couple of months to 2020 for you, my friend. Assuming that the league can do it safely and smartly, how much are you looking forward to getting back on the field and playing football and not just talking about how you're going to play football, even if there's no one in the stands? How much are players looking forward to that? Very much so. I mean, obviously, we want to get back out on the field. We want to play games. We want to compete. We want to give fans the excitement. We want to give them something to watch and get excited about. Um, and this is what we do. I mean, we train all year round. We work so hard because we want to get out there on that field with our teammates and play those games. So very much looking forward to it as long as we can do it safely in the right way. But yeah, we want to get back on that field. JJ, you mentioned, uh, you know, looking at the first game is the most important one. And I know that's always been your mentality, but and I'll be quick here. But given the fact that the first game does happen to be the immediate opportunity to avenge what was a playoff defeat and a really crushing one, did that was there a little ex added excitement that we get, we don't have to wait for Kansas City, we get them immediately? Yeah, it's definitely an exciting opportunity to get right back in that same place, get right back against that same team, and have an opportunity to go out there and compete again. Obviously. We don't even want to think about what happened last time. It was horrible. Uh, that's not the way that we want to remember our time there. So we're looking forward to an opportunity to go up there and create some new memories there. Um, and what better way to start out a season against the champs 
Um, if you want to be the champs, you got to beat the champs. So we're looking forward to that opportunity. All right, JJ, let's have some fun. I got a couple questions for you. Don't think, just react, just speak. Here we go. Ready? Bigger off-season right. surprise. Tom Brady leaving New England or Rob Gronkowski unretiring? I mean, they go hand in hand. If one was going to happen, the other was going to happen. So I would say not. I would say Tom leaving that. All right. The last player you would ever drive cross country with? My brothers. <laughs> Just any, either of them. <laughs> we get in fights. I mean, we, we would, somebody would get kicked out halfway through camp. Love it. <laughs> What's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself during quarantine? I need to become a better cook. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm trying, I'm working hard, but uh, I set off the fire alarm way too many times. You and me both, my friend. Take the Texans out of it. First answer that comes to mind. Who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? Can't say the Texans. Oh, I mean, there's no, you're not going to get that answer out of me. If I, if you, if I had to, I'd pick my brother. That, that's it. Okay, well, you had to oh, and you picked, and Steelers. I did get an answer out of you. All right, you, yes, yeah, Steelers. You like me, you like me, my friend, workout machine. I love it. I watch all your videos. So we're going to go in the opposite direction. We got 30 seconds left. What is your go-to cheat meal and how much of it would you put down? We got about 10 seconds left. Chocolate chip pancakes, um, 15 of them. Welcome back to the show. We are now joined by Heisman Trophy winner and Pro Bowl running back Baltimore Ravens, Mark Ingram. Mark, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us today. You are here uh, on behalf of Walgreens and tomorrow's sixth annual Red Nose Day. Why don't we start off the interview by just sort of giving us some details, telling us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, um, I'm excited to partner with Walgreens on this great cause, Red Nose Day. Basically, basically it's an annual campaign to raise awareness and funds to end child poverty. So um, all the donations, 100% of the donations go to um, help kids uh, eat, stay educated, stay healthy, stay safe. And um, I think that's very important, you know, to take care of our youth and make sure they're good and thriving. So be able to partner with them on Red Nose Day uh, is a blessing. And I'm excited that they, you know, allow me to partner with them for this great cause. Mark, last year, you and that Ravens offense was the story of the NFL season. I know we put a disproportionate amount of focus in sports commentary on how a season ends, but over the journey of the season, you guys took the league by storm and you were a dominant, uh, almost unprecedented offense in your guys' approach. What was that ride like throughout September, October, November, December, and watching not only what Lamar was doing, but what you as an offense as a whole were able to do? Man, we just had so much love for each other. We had guys who care about the game of football. We have guys who uh, care about each other, great character guys, guys who understand the value of stacking one day at a time, um, putting in the work so we can go out there and have success on Sundays. And um, we'd work hard all week long, and we'd go out there and we'd let it loose on Sundays, and we have fun doing it, man. When you're out there making plays and you're out there winning games, uh, it's a great time. It's a fun time. And uh, I'm just thankful to be in a great organization with great players, uh, great ownership, uh, great coaches, all around, man, it's a, it's a first-class organization, man, and they have a championship mentality, and it showed last year. Unfortunately, we weren't able to finish the job, but um, I know we've had a good offseason, and everybody's eager to get back, so we can try and get that championship back to Baltimore. Mark, I saw a video of you working out, 
And the video was fascinating and the caption was fascinating. I want to read the caption and then ask you a question. Working with my guy, Mark Ingram, on some combined hand-eye coordination and footwork endurance to improve disassociation of hands and feet with increased cognitive demand. Okay, so can you break that down in plain <laughs> English? And specifically, what are you trying to accomplish with this drill and how does it, how does it translate to the football field? Basically, that's, you know, very doctor terms, and um, it sounds awesome. So, like, <laughs> no, but um, you're basically just trying to keep your foot going while catching these tennis balls that he's throwing at you and kind of the disassociation of your feet and your hands. You can't concentrate on your feet, really, but you got to concentrate on your hands, so you got to be able to do it both, be effective while doing both. That was my first time doing the drill. Dr. Reef always comes up with some crazy stuff. Um, this was helping me rehab my ha rehab my calf, which I kind of injured a little bit towards the end of the season. So it helped me uh, rehab my calf. Also, a little bit of cardio, light cardio. You, you don't notice it right now, but you'd be breathing hard after about 10 sets of doing these different variations of footwork on this Bosu ball. But um, just putting work in, man, just putting work in, trying to get better, trying to stay healthy and trying to improve to, you know, have a better year this year. I like it, Mark. The disassociation, right? So you're not thinking as much the when you get out on, on the football field. Uh, so your, your relationship with Lamar, it was really fun to watch last year. You were sort of his hype man all season long. The guy goes and wins the MVP. Going into this season, how much better can he get? What is his ceiling as well as we saw him play last year? I mean, you probably know him better than anyone. Man, I don't think he has a ceiling. He's just, he's just an amazing... Athlete, amazing football player. Uh, he has the drive to want to be the best. He has the focus to want to be the best. He has a work ethic to, you know, want to be the best, to be the best. And um, I just admire the way he approaches everything, man. He, 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 he appreciates his teammates. He appreciates those around him. He doesn't think he's bigger than anybody. He's really humble. And, man, uh, I think he doesn't have a ceiling. I think, he, I think he's going to improve a lot this year. It was his second year and um, last year, and this year is going to be his third year. And um, I think he's just going to continue to get better, continue to improve. And I think that's what scares people is because uh, I don't think we've seen the best of this kid at all yet. Mark, uh, we've gotten to know Alvin Kamara a bit on this show. We had him on his rookie year. We've had him on a few times since. And every time he's talked about how instrumental you were in helping him learn how to be a pro, helping him become the best version of himself as a player. And he was taken, I think, with the 67th overall pick. Now, in Baltimore, you guys just took J.K. Dobbins with around the same, I think it was 55th overall pick. You obviously have experience helping the highly touted, highly drafted running back out, but you also have the experience of the year after they draft that guy, you went and had to find a new home. So when you see J.K. Dobbins drafted, I, I imagine there's some push and pull emotionally for you, and I don't know if you can explain that to us from a player's perspective. Man, this is the NFL. They're always looking to find a young, new, fresh player. Um, I don't think there's ever been a year in the league where I haven't had to compete in the running back room or where they haven't tried to get bring a young guy in that, um, you know, is going to be great for the uh, team one day. And um, I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid of competition. I'm not afraid of um, having to prove myself year in and year out. And um, in order to win a championship and be a great team, you got to add great players, man. New Orleans did that, adding Alvin, and, I, you know, Baltimore surely did that this year, adding J.K. and all the other picks we got. 
So, um, you know, we just try to grow together as a team. You try to uh, iron sharpen iron, man. Uh, it sounds cliche, but it's the truth. Competition breeds excellence. So um, if everybody's running to their best abilities and playing to their best ability, it makes you have to elevate your game. So if everybody's elevating their game. Everybody's playing at a high level every single week, every single game. And that gives you the best shot at winning championships. So, um, yeah, you just welcome it, man. You welcome it. You work your butt off, and you don't worry about things you can't control. I can control how I prepare. I can control how um, I come into the season. I can control how I play. And, um, you know, that's how it goes, man. I'm excited about him joining the room. I like him. He's reached out to me. We've been talking. And, um, you know, I think we're going to have a great room, and we're going to do great things. Mark, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and ask you about the Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. And because I think you're an interesting person to ask this question to. We saw so much intensity and Jordan refers to himself as a tyrant and really being really demanding and at points mean to his teammates. Then we see some videos of the Ravens and it's a big love fest and it seems like the best chemistry in the NFL. How do you balance um, or what was one of your takeaways from the last dance and how demanding and meanness versus kind of joy and positive chemistry? I just think the environment of every team is different. And what Mike had going on, man, was second to none. That was my favorite team growing up, watching him. He was my favorite player. And, um, and he said that, like, when he first got to Chicago, they weren't uh, a winning program. So um, when t when people came to the, to the Bulls, he had to make them play to his standard of excellence. And his standard of excellence was championship or nothing. So if he felt like he needed to, you know, get at you or confront you in order to get the best out of you, then that's what he did. And sometimes, you know, he let Rodman go to Vegas in the middle of the playoffs. You know what I mean? It was just, you know, you know, you just, you know, give and take. And, um, you know, he he had three-peated two times in a row and best player of all time. But um, I think it's just the environment of your team, man. You have, even if you do have, you know, a lax feel about it, you have to have guys that understand you have to be able to lock in and perform at your best when it's time to play the game. And, um, you know, you can have fun. You can be loose. You can um, love being around each other. But when it's time to play the game, when it's time to kick the ball off, you got to lock in. you got to be playing at the best of your ability and at the highest level possible in order to, you know, get a, a, a win for your team. So um, it's just a balance between, between the two. And um, every team has a different – environment every team has a different personality about it mark it, i know that week one everyone's gonna say we're focused just on our next opponent you guys have a cleveland team that actually was one of the only teams that beat you last year or yeah one of the only teams that's beaten lamar when he's been a starter was i think you're 19 and 3 in the regular season with lamar as a starter but the other game you have early is a team that i'm curious we got about 60 seconds here You've got Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in week three. Most people think the best two teams in the conference. Have you circled that game on your schedule? we got about 35 seconds left. Of course, man. you got the Super Bowl champions coming to town. I know last year we had to go to KC. I think the year before that, they had to go to KC. So just to have them coming to, just to have them in the bank, coming to the bank, Monday night, had the champs coming to the crib. Um, you know, that's something you definitely circle, something you definitely look forward to. In order to be the champ, you got to dethrone the champ. So um, hopefully that'll be our first step to being able to be champions. A healthy lifestyle should be easy, right? Eat veggies, drink green smoothies, exercise, get your heart rate up, and do yoga to bring your heart rate back down. 
Well, maybe not so easy, but there is something that helps improve everything, and you can literally do it with your eyes closed. It's sleep. Sleep Number knows what it takes to sleep your best. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed lets you choose your ideal firmness, comfort, and support on each side, your Sleep Number setting. It's the perfect solution for couples. These beds are so smart, they respond to your every move and automatically adjust to keep you sleeping comfortably all night. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. And now, for a limited time during the Memorial Day sale, save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number Special Edition Smart Bed, a queen, now only $17.99. You'll only find Sleep Number at Sleep Number stores or by visiting www.sleepnumber.com. Oh, yeah. With a field of eight current and former NFL players battling to support those most impacted by COVID-19 through the Feeding America charity, we're now joined by Ravens wideout Marquise Hollywood Brown, who'll be one of those eight players participating. Hollywood, good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. First of all, just tell us about the whole Madden experience. Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, it's been fun just to be out playing Madden and getting to interact, you know, with other NFL players and fans and just a different way in, in times like this to uh, share moments. I just want to I just want to show America how Hollywood's been staying busy because some of the videos that you've put out are really impressive. You turn your whole driveway basically uh, into a gym. You work out all day, every day. Uh, is it hard not being able to train at a facility with your teammates? Although you look like you, you look like you're doing just fine, if I may say. Uh, it's it's kind of different, but you know it gives you a time to you know reflect on yourself. And you know I jump on Facetime calls, video calls, and I train with some of my teammates over over that. So you know it's just we got to find different ways to you know get better every day. Hollywood, September of 2016. You're at College of the Canyons and working part-time at Six Flags, if I if my research is correct. September yeah. of 2019, you're you got 150 yards and two touchdowns in your first career NFL game as a first-round pick. A lot changed for you in a very short period of time. Can you tell me about what what it was like going from College of the Canyons, Six Flags part-time, to starring in your first NFL game in just 36 months? Uh, it was a quick turnaround. Um, you know, I just give all the glory to God, you know, just for putting me in the situations to, you know, thrive. And, and I just had to take every opportunity that I, that I got and just ran with it. And that's pretty much my, my whole philosophy now. You know, if I get opportunity, you know, I got to just do my best to make the most of it. Hollywood, you had two screws in your foot last year and still had a great season. What's the ceiling for you this year? Uh, I mean, wherever God takes me, you know, wherever he leads me to, you know, if that's having a great year, if it's not, you know, I just want to be my best to help my team, you know, be as successful as possible. All right, Hollywood, I, I got to talk to you about your, your track record with quarterbacks because it's been so impressive. Sophomore year at Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield, the guy wins the Heisman. Junior year at Oklahoma, Kyler Murray, the guy wins the Heisman. Rookie year, your quarterback is Lamar Jackson. He wins the MVP. What do all these three guys have specifically in common, and who do you think has made you the best receiver? Uh, 
they all have a common the fact that they want to win, you know, very badly. You know, they all share that common goal of, you know, whatever it takes, you know, they expect you to be where you need to be at the right time and they want to win, you know. So those guys, you know, I have the utmost respect for. Uh, as far as who made me better, I think it was probably, you know, Kyler because, you know, coming in, Baker, I was like a young guy, you know, I didn't play like the first few games. Then, you know, I came in, you know, everybody was clicking, you know, I just had to find my way in and, and, and try to help the team as much as I can. But, you know, that next year coming in, that was Kyler first year starting. I was kind of the guy that was already playing. So just, you know, getting that connection with him in the summer and it really showed me how to build a chemistry with a quarterback, you know, leading up into a season. Hollywood, your connection with Lamar goes back to your youth where you guys didn't, I think I'm right on this, you didn't play on the same Pop Warner team, but you played in the same Pop Warner league. Any yeah. legendary Lamar Jackson stories from youth of him breaking some poor kid's ankles or just carrying a team? That was every day, every Saturday. Uh, you know, the stuff that he do now, you know, he's been doing the same thing since he was when he was young. You know, he was like the only quarterback to throw the ball when we were like nine years old. So, you know, just seeing him now and seeing what he's able to accomplish, you know, it's just, it's just bringing a smile to my face. Hollywood, the Ravens on the field highlights, excellent, right? You guys went 14-2. and two. The off-the-field highlights from the press conferences to some locker room videos that NFL released, it just seems like you guys have an amazing chemistry. We had Mark Ingram on the show earlier this week, and he talked about how special the team was. Can you tell a story or or give us a glimpse on what makes the team so special in this unique chemistry that the Ravens have? Uh, I think it's just, you know, coming into the league, you know, everybody told me, you know, the locker room going to be different from college. You know, it's not that much excitement. You know, it's about business. But when I came into the Ravens, it was like, you know, it was it was fun. You know, everybody is, is there for each other. You know, we playing music, we dance around, you know. But when it's down to business, you know, we fly around. When we're in practice, we're flying around, you know, guys giving you tips to how to get better. And it's just a fun environment, you know, every probably like, we come in every Friday, every Thursday, you know, they got the music playing, you know, guys are dancing and just we're going to, you know, our, our walkthrough and it's just dialed in, locked in, silent. And, and then, you know, for us to be able to turn it on and turn it off like that, you know, it's, it's, it's a special team. That's funny, Hollywood. That's what we do before the show. Dancing <laughs> for like 30 minutes and then we <laughs> dial in and we get ready yeah. to go. Uh, do me a favor, please. Tell me what big trust means. Everyone tries to explain to me. I, I didn't quite get it. What does it mean? What did it mean to that team? And what's the new motto this year going to be? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I came in, you know, South Florida, Lamar, South Florida guy. I'm a South Florida guy. And, you know, trust is just, you know, something that, you know, we grew up on. And then for, you know, the team to adapt and then, you know, Mark Ingram being the personality that he is, you know, he, he made it big with, you know, the big trust. So, you know, it's just it's just fun to see everybody rally around something so small and, and make it so big. And, you know, I don't know what the motto is going to be this year, but whatever it is, you know, we just going to stand by our quarterback and whatever he want to rock with. One of the most underrated coaches in the NFL is your head coach, John Harbaugh. He's even underrated amongst his family because Jim Harbaugh gets all the headlines at Michigan for some of his histrionics. John, though, I've heard from players has a famous hot streak to him as well. We just don't always get to see it. <laughs> Tell us something maybe about your coach that the audience doesn't know, if you would. 
Oh, man, he gets fired up. Uh, you know, he's the guy that can get you going. And, you know, even on the sidelines, you know, you come make a play or you don't make a play, you know, he get he gets you fired up, but he also knows how to talk to you. You know, he knows how to, you know, get you in that mindset, get you ready to go. And, you know, he, he's a great coach. Real quick, we got about 30 seconds left. Your mom told you when you were younger, say things out loud, put them in, speak them into existence. So the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. Who will they be playing this year? Uh, I don't know who, gonna, who we're going to be playing. I just know we're going to be there. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be ready to see who we I just know it's going to be you. Yeah. All right, Hollywood, thank you so much for joining us. All the best to you on the Madden 20. It's for such a good cause. Uh, and good luck with the season this year. I think a lot of people are rooting for the Baltimore Ravens to do some really big things. We really, really appreciate you being with us. We got to go. That's it for us. Have a great weekend, everybody. First things first, back here Monday morning. Take care, everyone.